Welcome to Chronosphere Fiction. This is your host, Daniel French. Before I introduce our next episode, let me remind you to check out all of the great podcasts on the Strange Sounds Network, Twitter handle at underscore Strange Sounds, Believer Skeptic Podcast, Spoop Hour, The Grave Girls, Two Dads Review, and The Derailers. For your weekly dose of word game comedy improvisation, please check out The List Game. Be sure to look for bonus episodes and outtakes on our Patreon site, patreon.com slash chronosphere, or please contribute to us on our Podbean site. Now strap yourselves in as we enter the bubbleverse of Generation Z, bringing you Chapter 3, entitled Three Zombies. DZ-1, in the Oval Office. So you see, Mr. President, this is all a simple misunderstanding. The consul explained the whole matter to me in great detail. And you took him at his word? Not general, let him finish. Thank you, sir. You see, in the United Living Zones, there is admittedly no shortage of hawks, not unlike our own General Adams, who maintain the time-honored tradition of post-outbreak distrust. For every undead skeptic of the living's intentions, you'll find a living detractor of interzonal cooperation. As you know, the consul himself is a strong advocate of peace and diplomacy, but in order to appease the hotheads in the consulate and on his general staff, he's half-heartedly authorized this recruitment surge and the deployment at the borders. His aim was solely to mitigate their fervor. I hope it goes without saying that no military action whatsoever is being considered, and he sends his assurance that this purely symbolic act has no bearing whatsoever on the state of negotiations between the ULZ and the UDZ. I see. Then how are we to think of this buildup as an empty threat? A threat? No. I would say a precaution. A precaution. The consul informed me that a number of living zones has been reporting an uptick in illegal border crossings by the undead, which has ignited fear in the ULZ's population. Fear of what? General... You know as well as I that the living lack a proper understanding of the zombie syndrome. Perhaps so, but it's a dangerous level of ignorance that leads to armament on this scale. Precisely why it's never been more important to set an example and show them that we're well-meaning and non-violent. We haven't forgotten, General, that you were ready to start an infinitely costly war out of the same fear and mistrust that prompted their own defensive maneuvers. Thank goodness that more level heads have prevailed. I must confess, gentlemen, I'm relieved by what I've heard here. The living are jumpy, this we know. It's understandable that the lifeguard and its commanders would deliberately project strength at this important stage of national reconciliation. And to be sure, a projection is all that this is. A show of what limited manpower they can put on display, but nothing to be uneasy over. The consul gave you his word. They turned their guns on us and were expected to brush it off as a, a negotiation tactic or something? The consul anticipated that there might be some lingering doubts. He asked me to extend to you, Mr. President, the offer of a summit. A summit, you say? Correct, sir. In Living Zone 1, the first visit by a sitting president of the United Dead Zones to the ULZ since the Accord of Year 4. 
He felt that a joint expression of friendship would go a long way in soothing fears and healing wounds in both living and dead zones, and would plainly signify the success of ongoing negotiations. Quite an ambitious proposal. To match the ambition of our purposes. I'm flattered by the council's invitation, and I'm moved by his stalwart commitment to openness and diplomacy. I accept his proposal. Mr. President, don't you think... General Adams, change will never happen if we purposely make every effort to resist it. Can't think of any better way to ring in this new age of camaraderie than such a meeting. Danton, speak to Ambassador Gorm. Share with him what you've told me and see to it that he gets right on making the preparations for this summit. Right away, sir. Hello, darling. Oh, should I step out? Oh, no, no, I think we're about done here. Good afternoon, Mrs. Knox. Hello, Danton. I do hope your daughter's well. Her smiling face always brightens up the West Wing. Oh, she's getting better, but I think she'll be needing a little more rest. I was actually wondering if her daddy would care to pay her a little visit with me. Oh, certainly. Well, gentlemen, if you'll excuse me. I'm needed by two lovely ladies. Of course, sir. Mr. President. She's been asking for you. <sighs> Never thought I'd hear those words. God damn it. I want so badly to be happy, but... Hell, I cried just like you did when I learned she'd never grow up. That she'd never speak her first words, never date boys or see the world or have a child of her own. But now... Now that it's all possible again, I, I wonder what kind of a price it could come at. It's all right. Stay strong and we'll get through this as a family, no matter what happens. If she's alive, wouldn't that mean... Well, wouldn't that mean that... What? Well, she's growing, she's aging again, and, and we're not. We could see her become older than we are. We could, we could see her... I don't have to remind you that whatever lives, dies. I know. I don't want to think about it. Daddy. Hello there, sweetness. How's Daddy's little girl? She's been very energetic, very playful. Good. Obviously, she isn't aware of anything's amiss. The doctors came this morning. And they've left already? There wasn't a lot they could do. Feel her heart. Her heart? Daddy, play. Oh, excuse me, sweetheart. Let me just... My God, it's a miracle. It didn't take them long to reach a conclusion. And their conclusion is? As she's returned from the dead. There's no practical difference between her and any natural-born inhabitant of the ULC. Zombie. Yes, but why? What's done this to her? As for that, they had no answers. They took a small blood sample to study, but they were at a complete loss. They said they weren't qualified to proceed any further. They've never seen something like this. Tell me, what did they make of it? <sighs> they seemed unsettled. Oh? They were as bewildered as we are. Well, that's that, then. What option does that leave us? Well, we've got to figure that out <laughs> quickly. Uh, no, no doubt about that. I, I, I'm wondering... How she can possibly stay here. Mark, you're not suggesting we send her away, are you? I'm not sure what choice we have. Charlotte, someone could easily hear her. Mommy's right. It's not going to go unnoticed here for much longer. But, but where? Not far. Not outside of DZ-1. Just somewhere secure, more secluded. It's safer that way. Uh, 
Mr. President, if I may? Go ahead, Margaret. I think it's time to seek outside help. I'm not suggesting you make this known to the public yet, mind you, but if you were to allow a select few, for instance, your most skilled scientists at the Pentagon, to examine her, just maybe they could find out what's happening to her. Margaret, we've been over this. It's... That's not such a bad idea. Mark. Margaret. W would you kindly give us a moment? Well, of course, sir. I don't know what's going on with her, Charlotte. I need to know, not just as her father, but as president of the UDZ, as leader of millions and millions of undead Americans. Now, we can't keep this a secret forever, especially with her talking. Our best chance of thwarting a general panic and ensuring Marie's safety is getting to the bottom of this now. Finding some answers before it can get out so that when we do tell America, we can offer them some reassurance as well. So she's going to go live in a lab? Her living conditions will leave nothing to be desired. I'll make absolutely sure of that. Margaret will go with her and you can see her as often as you like. I'm not about to forget that she's my daughter. I don't like this, Mark. Neither do I, but it's necessary. And it's only temporary, after all. Mommy Holt. Of course, sweetie. Oh, you're getting to be such a big girl. Mr. Danton is one of my most trusted advisors. He's got a great deal of sympathy for the living. I'm going to confide this to him and have him personally look into Marie's new arrangements. All right. Marie. Hello. Hello, Marie. Your mother and I love you so very much, you know, which is why we want to make sure you're healthy as can be, okay? You're going to be spending a little time at the doctor's. Doctor. That's right. Just until they can run a few tests. Nothing to worry about. Your mother and I will both come and see you whenever we can, all right? Now, you can be brave for us, you hear? Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. I promise. DZ-7, inside the local police station. Good to meet you. Likewise. Thank you, officer. You have yourself a good day. Anything? <sighs> Come on. Let's head home. So, they haven't seen him anywhere? No. But they've got his picture now. They'll treat it as a missing persons case. Although... Although? They've got their hands full at the moment. With what? Other missing persons cases. You're kidding. Unfortunately not. In fact, we were the fourth family to report something like this today. That's crazy. Do you know what's happening? I'm, I mean, it's got to all be related, right? Well, if they had any clue, they weren't about to share it. They just said the matter was being urgently investigated and to remain calm. <laughs> that's reassuring. It's weird. It's really weird, that's for sure. How many cases before today, did they say? Dozens. Dozens? Yeah. Jesus. What is it, like mass alien abduction or something? Aliens. Don't be ridiculous, Kevin. I just hope Nick's all right. I do too. Is it like happening anywhere else or just DZ7? They didn't say, and I didn't ask. One way or another, they don't seem to be making a very big deal of it. You think the living have anything to do with it? Why would I think that? Well, the last time there was a bunch of unexplained disappearances, it was ULZ, gorillas, and zombie traffickers. Well, that was before the full consolidation of the zones, Kev, ages ago. Things are different now. Then what do you think's going on? I, I wish I could tell you. Maybe, uh, maybe he just wandered off for a while. Maybe he's back at the house already. Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's got to be somewhere. I don't know what to tell you, Kev. There's nothing we can do now but wait and hope for the best. Why would somebody want to kidnap Nick and all those other people? 
It just doesn't make sense. That many people don't go missing without some trace of them turning up sooner or later. Let's just try to stay positive. Whatever. What's that on the welcome mat? Looks like an envelope. That wasn't there when we left. What, was the mailbox not good enough or something? Hmm. Odd. Who's it from? Doesn't say. But it was sent from Dead Zone 1. What does it say? Dear Mr. Hobbs, you don't know me, but for some time you've been supplying me with finely crafted protective wear, and I'm exceedingly grateful for your impeccable work. So much so that I've approved your application for visitors' passes to the ULZ with the same speed with which you've assembled and shipped my orders. I invite you, furthermore, to travel with your family to DZ-1 at no expense of your own so that I can thank you in person and so that you may be a part of the very first state-supervised tour group allowed in LZ-1. I eagerly await your reply. Well, Dad, still don't think he's some top government agent? The Laboratory of Doctors Schneider and Whitney beneath LZ-1. Come in. <laughs> I wish I could say I was glad to see you both. You know, you're almost becoming endearing, Lars. Who told you to knock before entering, I wonder? Let's cut the bullshit. Dr. Megan! Coming. Oh, so this is the lab. Dr. Megan, Dr. Schneider and Whitney. Dr. Schneider and Whitney, Dr. Megan. Doctors, delighted. Likewise. Good to meet you, doctor. Play nice now. <laughs> Is he always so charming? Always. Well, I trust that you were told about my arrival? We were informed. Please don't take this the wrong way, Doctor. But may I ask about your credentials? As you know, proper training is so sparse these days. Of course. Yes, I don't mind at all. So, I apprenticed with a surgeon and, until a month ago, was a field doctor attached to the ULZ's expeditionary force overseas. We... Uh, I saw quite a bit of action, to be honest. Um, always had my hands full, so I, uh, I dare say I've learned a thing or two about life and death. <laughs> now, didn't your unit fight alongside the UDZ regular forces? In some instances on the Chinese front, yes. Did you work with zombie doctors by any chance? Uh, yes. Yes, we, uh, we worked in tandem from time to time. We shared some research... In fact, on uh, one or two occasions, I, I personally operated on zombie casualties when their own doctors were shorthanded. Why do you ask? That kind of experience may be just what we need. Mm. And uh, what are your credentials, Doctor? Whitney and I were both inducted into the science corps after primary school. We've had plenty of experience with the living, but the dead, that's another ball game. Indeed. And I don't have to remind you about the abysmal state of scientific practice since the apocalypse. Well, hopefully I can uh, fill in any gaps of knowledge you two have been working around. Shall we get on it then? Let's. We can bring you up to speed oh, on Ah, that won't be necessary. Huh? No, I've been, uh, I've been briefed on the project. I'm intrigued by what I've heard. And, uh, well, I'm excited to be a part of it. So, let's get on. Well, prepare to be disappointed. We've hit a wall with our animal trials. Oh. We've diluted the anti-serum to the point of ineffectiveness. But if it's too strong, as you'll recall, it kills the recipient. We can't find a balance. We'll have to formulate a new chemical solution altogether. Oh, that's a shame. Hmm. The latest trials are so promising. Okay. It feels like we've gotten nowhere. The, the current solution, it's, um, it's non-toxic to the living, yeah? Certainly. The components and their sum total are both completely harmless. It was intended to restore life, after all, not take it away. Well, of course. And tell me, it's only been administered intravenously so far, yes? Correct. Do you have an idea? 
Well, perhaps if the solution were delivered through inhalation by way of the respiratory system rather than as a liquid solution in the veins, the onset of its effects would be less rapid. The recipient's nervous system could ease steadily back to life. Yes. An interesting thought. Vaporize the solution. Worth a go, I think. Certainly. Though I wonder how we might come by possum-sized tracheal tubes. Not necessary, Doctor. They've told me that human trials are beginning very soon. Ah, yes, of course. Their uh, human-sized counterparts can surely be arranged for. What else, Dr. Megan, did they tell you about our human test subjects? No more than what you've been told, I'm sure. I know they're being, let's say, appropriated, but I'm less sure where they're coming from. Directly from the dead zones, of course. Where else? Taken? Yes. Yeah, I I suppose so. Ah, I see. Well, let's get to work, shall we? No time to lose if our guests are on their way. The Mess Hall of the Lifeguard, LZ4. Don't worry about it, Sam. You got us to show you around. Get you prepared for basic training. Hey, who knows? You might even like it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just worried for Mom. Don't be. She'll be fine. We left her a few days' rations. And when we're on leave, we can check in on her if that'll make you feel better. Yeah. Whoa. Lesson number one, don't eat the mashed potatoes. Why not? (laughs) Take that bite and find out. The stuff the consulate sends isn't as fresh as the stuff you pick in the woods. But it's filling. And yeah, don't eat the potatoes. I'm not that hungry anyway. Cheer up already. It's not so bad here. You've got the lifeguard all wrong, Sam. You should be proud to be one of us. You're finally doing something that matters. So what am I going to do? First, you're going to learn to shoot. You'll learn how to camouflage yourself. You know, survival stuff. And they're going to really work you, too. Toughen you up. Get you strong. You'll climb some mountains. Sleep in the open air. Skin animals. It's great. Oh, boy. Don't be a wimp. It's not like you're the youngest one here. Yeah, the Myers kid's like 13 and he volunteered. Lied about his age so he can enlist. I've never seen so many people in one place. Yeah, and this is only our district's chapter. There's dozens of other units in just LZ4. With the Conscription Act passed, there are more of us than ever. Captain Roberts estimated soon a fourth of the ULZ will be under the lifeguard's command. So why do they need so many guards? <laughs> That's just about the stupidest question you ever asked. The UOZ is surrounded by a bunch of flesh-hungry zombies, Sam. Armies of them. More than there are of us. The lifeguard guards the living. And more than that, it builds roads, enforces counselor laws, the- The lifeguard is the ULZ. And the ULZ is every single one of you. A living, breathing human being. The consul is its brain. We are its body, its arms, its legs, its eyes and ears. We turn thought into action. We wall about the brain, which in turn contrives the defenses and preservation of the body. And ours is indeed a common cause for what, I ask you, what indiscriminately feasts on body and brain alike, on all of us. Zombies come! Zombies come! The usurpers of our ancestral lands, the devourers of our ancestors, the animals that have overrun mankind. Are they the sovereign rulers of the earth? No! Are we going to allow them to erase us? 
to replace us? No! Will the living sit idly by on the fringes of the earth as they plot our downfall? No! No? Who's going to stop them? Lifeguard! Lifeguard! I can't hear you! Lifeguard! Lifeguard! You're goddamn right. We are the keepers of the peace. We are the guardians of the living zones. We are the last bastion of humanity in this world of corpses. But they're scared of us. Yes, even those hideous, disgusting monsters are afraid of us. Not because we have nothing to lose, but because we've got everything to lose. Isn't that right, soldier? Yes, Captain. We've got our lives to lose. Our families. Our very species. Our future. We beat them back before, time and time again, and by God, we can do it again. Because nothing can conquer the human spirit. Nothing can stomp out life on this planet. Death is the enemy, never forget. Death has always been the enemy, and we will be victorious. Now we're all aware of the intrusions into our zone and our own district. More and more, all the time. This is a breach of the accord reached between our government and theirs. It is unquestionably an act of war. We will, however, in the interest of the lives of our citizens and at the behest of the consul, maintain the ceasefire. For now, at least. But there will be more patrols covering a larger area. And henceforth, we will be dealing with trespassers summarily and without mercy. Thankfully, recent legislation has authorized me to muster the numbers necessary for the increased scope of our task. I'm well aware that many of you are new recruits. I welcome you with open arms. And I've prepared a little surprise for you and for everyone else in the courtyard outside. Come. What is it? Come on. Come, come, let's not tarry. I've prepared a little initiation ceremony. These three undead monstrosities were captured today in our zone. What are they going to do? What does it look like? We're going to have a little barbecue. These are enemies of our people, and they have committed a capital crime. We were just hiking. Untie us. Silence. We shall cleanse their once human bodies of this terrible malady forever. They will be burned. What? No! Fire is the only prescription for the disease they suffer from. And our new recruits will have the honors. Oh, no. You, step forward. Here. Throw the torch at his feet. Prove your loyalty, young man. Wait, wait, please. I've got a family. No, what are you doing? Uh, Oh, man, you're a jerk. Ignore its mockery. It will be reduced to ash soon enough. Now. You, come up here. Here you go. Welcome to the lifeguard. Your country thanks you. You don't have to do this. Wait, I'm human too. I don't want to die. Imagine that. The dead don't want to die. Now, for our last bonfire. Captain, Captain, my sister. George, no. You need this, Sam. Come on. Little girl. Step forward. Yeah, Sam, go! Woo! Have you ever killed anything before, Sam? No. Well, you won't be starting today, because you can't kill what's already dead, my dear. Remember. Here, 
make us all proud. Come on, Sam! You can do it! I didn't know you guys could talk. Of course we can. Aren't you scared? Not really. This is what my mom told me would happen if I got caught in a living zone. Don't talk to it, just do it! Go ahead, Sam. Don't be afraid. I... I don't want to hurt you. It won't hurt. It'll just... well... I know. Come on! I, I don't know what to do. Now, Sam, do it. For your mother. <laughs> it's okay. You can do it. I'm not scared. See? That wasn't so tough, was it? Ah, you'll grow accustomed to it. Smell that? That, my dear, is the scent of a new age. And that wraps up Generation Z Chapter 3. I bet you guessed who the three zombies were at the end there. Be sure to subscribe to, rate, and leave a review for Chronosphere Fiction. Keep your eyes open for the next exciting episode. In the meantime, keep your cosmos clean. <laughs>